Welcome to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Matthew Lewis, and a rather pained, injured, delicate-looking Jermaine Beckford, which um, doesn't sound right because you've, you've been on holiday. So first of all, talk us through your little holiday and then and then tell us why you're feeling so uncomfortable. Right, so holiday was absolutely incredible. We went to Mexico, a small uh, town called Tulum, which was beautiful, brilliant, did all the touristy kind of stuff, hired ATVs, quad bikes, um, lounged by the pool, went to the beach, all that sort of stuff. Great fun. Then we went to a small island just off Cancun called um, Holbox, which was genuinely, genuinely, it was incredible. The beach was phenomenal. The, the sand was beautifully white, soft, powdery sand. You could walk out 150, 200 meters into the sea and it was just, it was crystal clear, genuinely. Paradise. Crystal clear. It, it really was. Food was magnificent. No cocktails, no pina coladas. Uh, one or two, mate. Like one or two, I'll be honest. I was, I was on holiday. Hey, why not? You're not driving. Do you know one thing that I, I really miss? Obviously, the temperature the temperature is completely different to the UK. It was like 30 degrees every single day. It was stunning. It was beautiful. But one of my favorite things, there were a couple of guys walking up and down the um, uh, the beachfront, right? And they're pushing these these trolleys with mangoes and coconuts fresh, straight off the trees and all that stuff. So they'll cut them, they'll um, peel them in front of you, pierce them in front of you. Could, they'll give you the coconuts with a straw in it, all that stuff. But my favorite part was how they call and let you know that that they're there. So, you know, when the ice cream van comes by, it's got like the traditional ice cream van sounds. You know, as soon as you hear it, you could be anywhere in the world. As soon as you hear it, you're like, ice cream, 100%. These guys are walking by, they go, Coco frio, mango frio, coco. It's like... Cold coconuts, cold mangoes, fresh coconuts, fresh mangoes. Mate, every single day, every day. fail, we got multiple, multiple mangoes, multiple coconuts. Ah, oh, I miss well, those guys. I tell miss you them. what, Bex, do me a favor. Because, you know, <laughs> I don't know where people listen to their podcast right now. Maybe they're listening to this in uh, in Beeston, in Horsforth. Maybe some other parts of the world, maybe in Pittsburgh, maybe in maybe in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know. But I want them to just close their <laughs> eyes wherever they are. Yes. I want you to just shout that again as if they're right there. Ready? Yeah. Here it goes. Coco frio, mango frio, coco. <laughs> there we go. So wherever you are, if Have you're in beautiful Leeds right now. Little taste of paradise. He's just taking you away to paradise there for two minutes. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it's not all been uh, sunshine and rainbows for you though, has it? Because you've, you've come back and you've, um, you've, you've donned the old uh, footy boots again. And um, what's I happened? Go on, take me through it. The charity match. Simon Grayson. So I had two phenomenal weeks away in Mexico. I came back and four days later, I was having a, um, I was involved with Simon Grayson's charity match uh, for the Bobby Robson Foundation. So Bobby Robson Foundation um, in Bedell. Lovely, lovely bunch of people over there as well. Big shout out to everybody that I met in Bedell on, uh, on that day. Thank you for turning out. It was a brilliant turnout. Lots and lots of fans were there. Uh, to enjoy the day. Beautiful weather as well, to be fair. Not too cold, not too um, not too wet. It was just nice, just right. So played the charity game, scored, obviously, as as you come to expect. Simon says you still got it. Uh, I've still got bits, mate. i still got right. bits. So uh, the first goal, yeah, see what I did there? The first goal, which yeah. means I scored more than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely far post header. Lovely oh, far yeah. post header. Um, oh, no. And then the second one, my legs are given way on me. I picked right. the ball up from about 45 yards out, seen the keeper off his line and I 
I, I'm not running all the way down there. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't. I wanted to, but I couldn't. <laughs> so I just hit an absolute peach. And fortunately, it went in for myself. And yeah, I figured, do you know what? Matter of fact, matter of fact, for the first goal, sorry to skip backwards like this. Um, for the first goal, my celebration, tell you what, reminiscent of a of a certain right back that we currently have in uh, in our rankings. Was it indeed? It was indeed. Have we got any footage of this? Has anyone got this on video? We can see this. <sighs> I don't know. So let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. Let's see if, if anybody's got, got any footage of the unbelievable goals I scored the yeah, other day. More important. Or the celebrations. Either or, I'm quite happy with. Um, please forward them on to us. Uh, at Hashtag LUFC pod will be the, 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 the place to go on, on Twitter. Was it was it more Robbie Keane or was it more Luke Ayling? Who, who was it more It was like? definitely more, definitely more Luke Ayling. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it was not fluid at all. <laughs> It was um, it was done in stages. I, I think yep. I pulled a muscle in my back. Well, is this, my glute, it, is, is this how you got yourself injured? Was it doing this celebration? No, no, no. It was uh, it was way, way, way after that. Way, way, way after that. I was only expected to play about ten minutes, but I ended up playing the full match. Um, Love of the game. My knees, my knees have uh, have decided to to expand a lot more than I'm used to. So my restriction in my knees is uh, my movement. Sorry, is very restricted. Is very minimal. But look, it was for a great cause, um, and I've I've definitely finally hung up my boots on my own terms this this time. Right, <laughs> you got to get that one last ninety minutes in. Two goals, a couple goals, and now yeah. end on your terms. How about? I will tell you what, scandalous. There's a scandal in there, by the way. I scored two peaches. Yeah, wasn't even looked at for man of the match. Completely overlooked. Just well, saying. Who got it? Mr. Wilder, Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder, not, eh? not Deontay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dodging him, mate. Yeah, I know. I've heard. Um, well, talking about the end of one of one majestic career, um, I'm delighted to say that we're going to be joined by someone today who's about to start their glittering career or has started. He's, he's, he has started. He started yeah. with a plum. Um, we're going to be having Sam Greenwood on, which uh, I'm really looking forward to. Um, but first, let's just talk about. Um, well, his performance at the weekend and um, and and that really really crucial three points leads Watford. Talk to me. Oh, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It's was brilliant. That's a, a hugely potential banana skin Watford mm. um, being in a not that dissimilar situation to ourselves down at the um, the wrong end of the league, away from at home. their place as well. Yeah, away from yeah, home yeah. at their place. You know, it could it could get a little bit hostile at times. And um, I thought both teams started the game really well, but look. As soon as that first goal goes in, you knew if we got the first goal, they were gonna they were gonna crumble a little bit. You know, you'll see the heads starting to drop, and you'll see a little bit of uh, frustration starting to build. Right, and that's exactly what started to happen. You know, they were still in the game. You know, when the games when there's only one goal in it, they're still in it. Um, Especially against us. If, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, regardless of if one team's dominating possession or not. We've got the we had, you know we clearly had the, the the nerves as well a little bit whenever we're one nil up at the moment. Yeah, I'm hoping that 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 three nil win might might settle us a little bit. What do you think? I I think so. There's a, a little bit of a gap there now. There's what is yeah. it a nine point cushion, which is nice. It's much nicer than a than a six point or a five point cushion, but it's still we're still not quite there fully yet. So, you know, I think um, we've got how many games we've got left? Seven games left. So, with that being said we can only look to the next game as the biggest game of the season. That's that's our biggest game of the season. And all in all, I'm drifting back and forth here between what's coming and what we've we've just seen. 
uh, with the Watford game. And it was great. It was great to see Rafa's first goal in a, in a little bit. Great finish as well. I just want to say about Raf's goal, like how, because he, he, he shoots from the right side of the post. Yeah. And he gets that much bend on it. The technique, it actually hits the inside side netting of the right-hand goal. Like that is, a, that is an incredible piece of technique to just curl it in like that. It was a great finish. It was a great finish. You didn't see me the other day, did you? No, I missed it, mate. I did, um, yeah. It's pretty Similar. straightforward stuff. No, I'm only joking. I'm joking. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was an incredible finish. Really, really was. He managed to, um, to whip his foot all the way around the ball, gave the, the, the keeper the eyes, Ben Foster the eyes, and... The way the ball just nestled inside the um, the inside right post, mm. left if it's Ben Foster's side, but inside yeah. right post was just <laughs> majestic, wasn't it? Really, really good. And we needed it. It came at the right time, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was a bit of magic that just had to break the deadlock in that game. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we needed. I think I'm, I'm having a look now to see what time we scored that goal. And it was the 21st minute. So it was, you know, when you break up, their play and I mentioned before it was relatively even in terms of uh, mm. both teams getting at each other as well yeah that was that was it was just like a a moment of ah oh, there we go right now let's get a hold of the game and try and build from there and we we sort of did we sort yeah. of did I didn't enjoy the first half honestly but to go in one nil up makes a big big difference yeah. so that's relieves a little bit of pressure so you've got half time to kind of uh, gather your thoughts and just get back to the drawing board and say, right, that was great. This is working well. That's not working so well. So let's try and work a little bit better, a little bit more on that side of it. And then we'll go out second half and we'll try and blow them away. Obviously, there was a bit of a defensive uh, nightmare for for Watford that kind of gifted our second goal. I mean, Rodrigo still had a lot to do um, and did very well. Um, but what do you think changed it? What, what do you think it was a substitution, a tactical change? What do you think allowed us to crack on and get get three? I would definitely say a, a combination of 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 the substitutions and the tactical awareness as well. Because something that I like about Jesse Marsh, he's not afraid to tweak the the system ever so slightly um, during the game, during play, and that's something right. that I feel like I've seen once or twice with him so far, and it's um, it works. It really does. It really works. But, you know, Sam Greenwood, Sam came on um, just after the hour mark, I think it was. And then Rodrigo's goal came from Sam, actually, didn't it? Yeah. They switched, didn't they? So, so Rodrigo sort of went up front and and, and yeah. Sam kind of just in behind And Sam him. dropped in. Yeah. yeah in in yeah. the 10 roll, which, um, which again, like I said about uh, Jesse tweaking the system ever so slightly, that, that was one of the things that I noticed. But they have free reign almost to, to, to switch at will. So, you know, Rodrigo's not going to be our number nine or our number 10. He's going to be either or. And it will just, it will just ebb and flow as the game, as the game goes on. And do you think that the fact that they're not, they're not doing the man marking anymore and it's more of a, they've got more zonal, does that make it easier to make those tweaks that people can, can shift positions a lot easier? Absolutely. Absolutely does. Look, there are lots of really strong positive aspects of playing a man marking system which we saw last season and we saw at times this season as well but when you come up against teams that have got uh, expensive players very intelligent players sooner or later they're going to figure it out and they'll they'll suss out a way of of dragging you out of your position and exploiting that space in behind and we we saw that a few times you know there were there were three games on the bounce where we got hit 
I think it was six, five and four or, or something along those lines. We conceded mm. quite a lot of goals in, in just three games. And when you come up against certain players, um, certain talented individuals, they they know how to how to dissect the, the gameplay. So they can draw the centre midfield player out to left back, which will leave a gaping wide hole through the middle of the pitch for somebody else to exploit. And that's something we saw. Whereas now we're starting to see the left back's not going all the way across the field to right midfield position, right. leaving a huge space at the back or vice versa on the right. Or, you know, there's a there's a much, solid structure there. Much more compact, aren't we? Yeah, much more compact. But there's still that um, that opportunity to close down in in clusters, in small clusters of, of twos, threes, and sometimes fours to kind of suffocate the player with the ball, the opposition player with the ball. And that's something I think uh, Jesse Marsh has done really, really well. He's He's kept a lot of the... Intensity. He's kept a lot of the um, work rate, the work ethic, the honesty of the players that Marcelo Bielsa had built up uh, over the last few years. But he's also given them a little bit more of a uh, structure, defensive structure, right, um, to make us more difficult to to dissect and break down. So you know we're gonna we're gonna have to give something up somewhere. And if we're giving the ball up in the first third, the uh, the attacking third. I don't mind that because as soon as we win the ball back in the midfield third or the defensive third, we're in a, a really strong position to exploit that. And we've got Jack Harrison and we've got Rafinha playing a little bit more narrow as well, which kind of I quite like. I quite like to a to an extent because what that does, it as soon as we win the ball back, we've got two or three passes immediately that we can exploit and and break the lines. And as soon as you're able to do that, the opposition are straight on the back foot. Well, if they're going to um, hit the ball like that, both of them, then they, 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 that's the place you want them to be, isn't it? Oh, my word. Jacks as well. Superb. Beautiful. What a finish. What a finish. But that's exactly it. Like, we could turn the ball over really quickly, get the ball out wide to, to these two boys, uh, get the ball to these two boys quickly as we can. And they're in dangerous attacking positions to, to make that attacking threat. Jacks finish with his left foot cutting across goal. Unbelievable. Rafinha's great finish. Rodrigo, great determination and, and grit to try and get in there after you mentioned before a little bit of a defensive frailties. But look, you still got to be in a position to to put the ball away, and that's exactly what we did. I think that's it. I think that um, you know when we need points on the board and we need results, you've got to give yourself the best chance. And you know we're always yeah. capable of coming up with a goal with the, with the talent that we've got in in the team. Um, and it's all about just making as as difficult to beat as possible. As difficult to score against, I suppose, as possible. That's it. That yeah. leaves us in with a chance all throughout the game. It just gives us a chance. Um, and we've seen that throughout four games unbeaten now. In terms of the confidence that gives, uh, not only the you know the comeback against uh, Wolves, but must-win games, Norwich, Watford, mm. where, where yeah. pressure creeps in. And particularly with uh, Watford away from home, um, I know we don't want to talk about other results, but there was a result that morning that, that didn't go particularly our way, um, which the players would obviously have been aware of. So the pressure was yeah, on, of course. Um, and yet, and yet, for this team that looked defeated allegedly a month ago, you wouldn't Turned have known it. Around. Yeah, exactly. Um, mindset, mentality, faith, and belief—they they all believe in each other. They all trust each other as well, and they trust the manager. What the manager's saying. Um, look, there's there have been games this season where. We should have got something out of, but we didn't. There are other games where we're not expected to get anything from, but we did. 
you know it's just a matter of trying to minimize the the problems the issues that we have and try and stay on the straight and narrow as as, as long as possible and, and pick up as many points as quickly as we can but I feel like the way we play at the moment we, we're playing in a we're in a rich vein of form like you mentioned it's did you say four games unbeaten? I think it's yeah. four games unbeaten. And that's that's a big feat in itself. A massive, massive achievement in itself. Well, it's not relegation form, is it? No, exactly. Exactly. But you, you look at some of the other teams near us and you would say, well, look, as long as we continue to to play the way we're playing and manipulate the, the ball the way that we do, we'll be fine because they won't be able to do any of that stuff. You know, there's a, a few teams in the league that are extremely poor and we shouldn't be anywhere near those guys in, in the same bracket as them. But yeah. we are for one reason or another. And um, I don't think we're going to have to worry too much longer. Touch wood. If we can, if we can win 3-0 away from home without it really clicking, I think we'll be all right. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, sh- well should we get I don't want to jump the gun, though. <laughs> should we, should we move on gun, from this? I'd... Should we move on from this <laughs> yeah, quickly? quickly. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, well, it's now time to get Sam Greenwood on the show, uh, a player who's broken into the senior squad at Ellen Road this season and has been singled out for particular praise by our new manager, Jesse Marsh, in recent weeks. So, welcome. Congratulations and welcome, Sam. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Let's, let's just get straight into it. How important was that victory against Watford? I thought it was massive, you know. Um, obviously, we we needed that result, and um, I think getting that result will give us good good momentum for the next few games to obviously uh, try and stay up, and that's that's the aim, isn't it? So, yeah, I think it was massive for us as a club, and yeah, the lads gives us confidence as well to go into the next games, and um, we believe we can beat anyone in our day when we play well. So, yeah, we just need to keep pushing as a team and. Yeah, I thought it was huge for us. You made a huge impact on the game, um, you know, being involved in the second and third goals. And up until that point, it had been a relatively scrappy affair. um, And there was a bit of tensions at 1-0. What was kind of going through your mind when you came on? Did you know exactly what it was you were setting out to do and try and take control of that game? Well, the gaffer just said, obviously, I think they were getting on top a little bit. Mm. And the gaffer told us just to like, get round second balls, like get into them, be aggressive and try and get us back in the game, really. And in my mind... That's that's my game, getting into players and causing causing a bit of a nuisance in the in the middle of the park. And but you've been able to to adapt really really quickly to to Jesse Marsh's style. Why do you think that is? Yeah, um, I think it's it's because like since I was young, off the ball, I've always worked hard, and he loves like um, reactions off the ball. Yeah, I think that, that's my game, and I suit his way his style of football basically. It looks brilliant. Is that style of football? Yeah, I mean you've you've worked so hard. In, in the middle of the park. Is, is that style different to adapt to from what we've had for the last few years under under Marcelo? Or is it is it something that's been relatively quite fluid? Because, I mean, Jesse said that you, of all people, have taken to it like a duck to water. Yeah, I think I suit this way of playing a bit more, you know. Obviously, with Bielsa, it was man-to-man. Mm. But with this style of play, you don't have to stay with your man. Basically, you can stay in between two men. And if it goes to the left side, you can all go as a team to that guy. So... Yeah, instead of st- focusing on your man so much, you can jump to a different man. And yeah, that suits me to a T, basically. Like, right. I love showing a, like, aggression and pressing off the ball. See, that's something that, that we as fans have been able to see and spot. And that's why there's a, a huge level of appreciation growing for you as well. Here's a random question. Pat is naturally uh, a leader, a leader type figure, isn't he? What's he been yeah. like with you as as like a, a mentor? Yeah, he's been great. Obviously... 
I look up to hit people like him every day in training. Um, I'm always trying to study off people like him, his movement. I think it's like second to none. It's one of the best I've seen. So, yeah, people like him, I'm always looking up to and learning every day in training. So he's a great he's a great guy to look, to, look up to and he's such a nice guy as well. I, I don't want to um, uh, dwell too much on, on, on negativity because I think, you know, you, you're playing so, so well at the minute. Um, but we're just talking about Patrick there in mind. Um, I want to just talk a little bit about mental resilience because, you know, you've been playing so, so well in the under-23s. But then when, when obviously uh, you've, you've come into the, the first team, it's usually been in a situation where we're not doing particularly well already. You know, whether it was the, the, the Crawley game or Arsenal or whatever, and you're being asked to perform in a match um, that's already not really going our way. And that must be quite uh, quite difficult sometimes. How has it been for, for you to sort of to, to, to work through that as a young player and not have your confidence rattled too much? Because you clearly haven't. I mean, you, you're playing yeah. as, as good as ever. Mm. Yeah, it is tough coming on in them situations. Obviously, you come off the pitch sometimes and you're thinking, oh, I hope I get another chance, basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When, when you're under the caution stuff, but you've just got to be mentally strong and like go into training every day, work hard and try and show you the one of the best in the group. So yeah, that's what I've tried to do. And obviously it is tough coming on in them type of games, but yeah, that's when mental strength comes in and you have got to be really strong. Do you find having somebody like Mark Jackson, Jacko, uh, part of the senior coaching staff, somebody that you've worked with obviously in the 23s um, this year and last, do you find that if you do have something that you feel like you need to get off your chest, you need to, to ask a question about that he's, made it easier for you to make that transition into the first team with? Uh, yeah, I'd say 100% because he's such he's such an approachable guy. Obviously, working with him before, you can always ask him anything. And to be fair, all the new first team stuff are like that. It's like more of a togetherness. You can talk to anyone. And I think that's the way the gaffer like has tried to make it, make it be, if you know what I mean. So you can, if you've got something to say, it's like such a good environment. You can talk to anyone about it which is, I think, is really good for us as a club. And the lads, it's a great atmosphere at the minute. It feels like there's a really seamless transition right now from the 23s into into the first team. What are some of the biggest differences that you face? I mean, I mean, in, in general, I mean, the training, not just the 90 minutes on the pitch, but in general, what are some of the biggest changes that, that, that you face when you make that jump? The difference is, like, is playing with men, basically. Yeah. Obviously, mm. they're a lot yeah. stronger and faster <laughs> and you've got to think a bit quicker, if you know what I mean. So before the ball comes in, you've got to have that picture of what you're going to do next, where maybe in the 23s, the game could be a, a bit more slower. But with, with the first team, yeah, it's, it's really it's really quick and the tempo's high. And, yeah. When you joined the club, you were talking about how you can you can relate to, to the people of Leeds, the, the working class core, that's Sunderland where you're from originally. Yeah. Do you still feel like that? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I feel like that even more. Now I've played in the first team and you see the fans and like, yeah, it's unbelievable. I can just relate. Like similar people kind of. Everyone works hard for what they want. I heard that as well. I think that's why you 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 want to give a little bit more. You feel that that energy. You feel that passion coming from yeah. the fans, from the, the the club, from your family, and you want to give it all back. Yeah, 100%. Trust me, enjoy that. Enjoy that moment, <laughs> nurture it, and figure out how to make it work best for you as well. Because once you've done that, sky is the limit, bro. Honestly, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, it's a nice feeling, man. <laughs> you've been in Leeds for a little bit now. What's your favourite part of Leeds? The city centre. I like going there for food. Where? Where's your Where's your hotspot? San Carlo. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I say, like it just feels like I'm at home now. Basically, like right. I just like mm. going to the city centre just for a bit of shopping or just for something to do. Yeah, 
and you get you get attention when you're in there, like off the fans. And how does that feel? Because obviously, you probably I mean, people knew who you are. You, you, it was a big deal when you when you signed, and I want I want to get onto to the signing in a moment. Actually, so people knew who you were even in the 23s, and you were you were scoring you know every every bloody week um mm. but now your first team have you noticed the difference in that like because bex has told us stories before you know the people are leads what 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 the club means to them is that something that's changed since you've been playing it first team yeah it has got like a little bit more but like i appreciate it at the same time because like you can see how much it means to them just to mm. get a photo like and i'm thinking why, why do you want a photo with me do you know what i mean right. <laughs> that's what i think but you can see how much it actually means to them just to have a photo with you and like, that's what I mean about, like, relating to them. Because when I was little and I supported Sunderland, that was exactly the same. Like Who are the players you looked up to the most when you're at Sunderland, when you're a youngster? Besides Michael Bridges, obviously. Besides Michael Bridges, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to love Asamo Jean. Remember? Oh, okay, Asimo yeah, Jean. yeah. And Sessegnon, Darren Bent. And obviously Defoe. I think he was my favourite, like, Defoe. Unbelievable. Well, it, hey, here's the thing. I was playing a charity match uh, with Simon Grayson the other day. And yeah. the um, the guy on the PA on the microphone called me Jermaine Defoe. I'll take that all day. Long. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Faces all over the poster, names oh, everywhere. Jermaine days. Defoe, have some of that. Absolutely, oh, mid <laughs> Couldn't believe it, man. I don't know whether, yeah, I don't know whether I'd be happy or, or good about that. I don't know. <laughs> Let me just ask you about um, when you first uh, signed Sam, because because obviously you were you're an in demand player. Um, there were a lot of teams that wanted to, to snap you up, and, and and I remember reading a lot of Arsenal fans being pretty gutted that that you were staying there. Um, what was it about Leeds? What attracted you up here? One, like it was off north, and I love being up north. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. But yeah, just like just the way Leeds play, like the desire and the team, the history. As soon as I knew Leeds were in for me, I was like hundred percent to me, dad, me agent. I was like, yeah. That suits me to a team. It's a no-brainer. And even the way Bielsa did play, like the passion and mm. had them playing and had the fans going, like I couldn't say no. I was like, wow. I was blown away basically when I first met them at Ellen Road. Yeah, I was blown away. I come out and that's when I made me made my decision. I was like, yeah, 100%. It's an easy yeah. decision. Mate, <laughs> it was. You're that's... preaching to me, bro. You're saying the same thing I told Matty already. He doesn't know. Nobody really knows who he is and that. I've played at Ellen Road, <laughs> but I didn't quite get the reception that maybe you lads would have got. I don't know. <laughs> That's because we weren't there in the crowd, mate. We would have given you a load of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on! <laughs> not, not as soon as you'd seen me play, you would have... <laughs> yeah. Take him off! Look, before you go, just a quick one. You've been, um, you've been a regular in the, the England setup, obviously, the England ranks. Have you set yourself any, any targets for, for breaking into the first team? England first team, obviously. I mean, debut under-21's goal, that's got to feel pretty... Uh, that's got to be at least one target ticked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really nice. But obviously, yeah, that's that's the target in the future. Um, it will be a dream come true to obviously play for the senior squad. And I've been in every age group now, so that's the last one. And that would be like a dream come true to be able to do that one day. And hopefully, if I keep working hard, I believe that one, one day I could like... We believe in you, mate. Stay driven, stay hungry. We're going to be yeah. seeing a lot of you for the, at least the rest of this season and, and beyond. So um, I'm sure the sky's the limit. Hey, you never know. Pat might get the chop from this podcast, mate. You might be you might be getting a regular slot. Nah. <laughs> nah. We'll give you one one last question just to reiterate. Why is it that you prefer the north over the south? 
I don't know. I just do. I just prefer <laughs> no. Sammy, leave him. Just ignore right. him, mate. He's that's trying that's to that's set that's you up. <laughs> just ignore Bex. Just because he's a soft southerner, you can ignore him and just talk to me. All right, wear harder. There we go. That's what it is. Wear harder. God, what am I hearing here? Nails up north, Look, mate. Absolute nails. I've been up north almost as long as I've been down south, so I'm a northerner. Hard as nails. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, mate. Thank you so much, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Top draw, man. Well played. See you in a bit. Well, huge thanks to uh, Sam Greenwood for joining us this week and uh, and for all of your comments. Um, He seems like a down-to-earth lad, doesn't he? He definitely does. Do you know what? If he stays grounded, stays hungry, he's got a big, big future ahead of him. And I think he's in the right place to make that happen, mate. So um, genuinely do. I genuinely do. Just got to try and find space for everyone now. Oh, I know. But look, do you know what I'm, I'm enjoying hearing now? I'm enjoying seeing strength in depth. Yeah, I'm starting to see a few more players that will be on the bench and it will be a good substitution to bring on as well, you know? Yeah. So um, that could only be a good thing in the long run. It's not a bad little headache to have, is it? Glad I'm not the gaffer. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, um, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, have a good week off. No no stress this week. No football. Mate, I've just had two weeks off. I don't want another week off. I know. I timed it wrong. I've timed it badly, and I? Yeah, you have, mate. Oh. You're going to holiday this week. On that note, <laughs> see you later, everyone. Tally ho. We are-